0: Hey there, welcome to another episode of the Thinking Christian Podcast. I want to welcome you along for this ride. Thanks for joining me today. If you'd like to know more about me or this podcast, just go to the Thinking Christian. that's all one word, thethinkingchristian.us. There you'll find my website. You'll find information about this podcast, about uh, me, about other things that I'm interested in. Just a whole whole bunch of information there that you're uh, free to browse, to download, to keep, to save, <laughs> to abuse, whatever you'd like. Plenty of places to leave comments, too. So if you like something and you want to say, hey, I like this, go right ahead. If you don't like something, please say, I don't like this. Again, there's a comment section. If you have no comment and like to say, hey, I have no comment about this, you are absolutely free to do that. So uh, feel free to uh, check out any of the resources at thethinkingchristian.us. Also, I want to give out a sort of a special shout out to a couple of listeners that I have. Uh, I don't know how regular they are, but I know occasionally they tune in. Down in the state of Virginia, we have Maddie, Dylan, and Pete. Uh, I want to thank these guys for uh, listening in, tuning in every so often. Uh, some, some young people. And, you know, when I, when I think about young people listening to this podcast, it, it kind of excites me because I remember, you know, I was a teenager when I started questioning things, when I started questioning the Bible and my faith. Uh, and, and not in a, you know, crazy way, just, just honestly, I had some questions. And um, that's when I sort of began some of my quest to find out is this stuff true? Is it real? And so when I hear about teenagers, uh, you know, asking those kinds of questions, it just kind of thrills me, takes me back to the, that time in my life. So want to welcome those listeners as well as anybody else uh, tuning in. Thanks for joining me today. All right, today's episode, what about the dinosaurs? Yeah, what about them? Um... This is a question that comes up occasionally. I've been asked it in my jail ministry from time to time. People want to know, uh, you know, uh, about the dinosaurs. And I'm not a paleontologist, so I don't, you know, I can't really tell you much about them. Um, but I know where this question stems from. And so let me describe to you uh, the the problem, okay, uh, the problem with this question. And then we'll we'll talk about maybe my response to it. The first dinosaur bones were discovered. I don't recall the year exactly. It was in the early 1800s, like 1820 or something like that. I I did know at one time, and I just don't remember when the dinosaur bones were discovered. But they were discovered in in around the 1820s. um, And uh, you know, scientists or the uh, paleontologists, whoever, the archaeologists, whoever was was finding these things, had never seen anything like this before. And so the name was coined to dinosaur. Dinosaur just means terrible lizard. Uh, to to name these big beasts. I mean, these these reptilian kind of creatures. They were very large and uh, new to us. We had never seen them before. And it really kind of... Uh, sent not just the um, the, the scientific world uh, wondering, but also uh, the the Christian uh, world as well. And the reason why, I believe, is because uh, first and foremost, I think some people thought, well, why don't we know about these animals? They're not mentioned in the Bible, are they? I mean, well, what happened? Where did they come from? Uh, why don't we know about them? And then I think later, as as the study of these fossils continued, uh, the scientific community came up with the conclusion that dinosaurs existed many millions of years before humankind came on the scene. So that they were they were prehistoric in a sense that prior to the history of mankind, we had dinosaurs. Now, this really sent the Christian world in a tizzy uh, because... It sort of flies in the face of Genesis, or at least it seems to. And so uh, I think a lot of people were struggling to make sense of the dinosaurs. Uh, As a result of this, I know some earlier reports from the Christian community, it kind of makes me laugh in a way, but there was many people who who thought that the dinosaur bones were actually put into the earth by Satan uh, to to fool people, um, to trick them into unbelief or something like that. Um, You know, I don't think there's any good evidence to believe that Satan buried bones in the earth, so I I really can't entertain that idea too long, but I think that just goes to show you how uh, desperate people were to kind of come up with a conclusion, or at least, kind of come up with a response to these dinosaurs. You know, How do they fit into humankind? How do they fit into the Bible? Do they fit into the Bible? Those are the kind of questions that are asked, and that's why I'm asking the question today. What about the dinosaurs? Um, you know, how do they fit in? I alluded to the book of Genesis a few moments ago. Genesis is where uh, both Christians and Jews get their understanding of the, the, the beginning of this universe, Genesis one one says in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth and so Christians and Jews both believe that God created the universe. Now the account of creation given to us in Genesis 1 and Genesis 2 that's chapters 1 and 2 describe uh, six days of creation and then on the seventh day God rested from his his labor we're told. So in six days it seems that God created uh, the universe. Now That doesn't sort of fit the idea. The dinosaurs existed maybe millions of years before humans came on board. So, you know, again, that that doesn't seem to make a lot of sense. Now, some people have supposed and and do believe, and and there's some maybe reason to believe this is true. There are actually many, many people, not just some. Many Christians believe that the days mentioned in the creation story, the six days, are not 24-hour periods of time. Rather, they believe that these days are eons or, or ages or long or vast periods of time. And I suppose there there could be some reason to suspect that might be the case. Uh, the um, the Hebrew word translated day is just like uh, I mean it's the use is is just like we use the word day in in English, uh, and sometimes the word day doesn't refer to just 24 hours, um, a period of 24 hours. For example, I might say, well, in my day we used to do this. And I don't mean a a 24-hour period of of time in my history. I meant like in in a certain era of my life. Or I might say, uh, you know, in Abraham Lincoln's day, he did this. Again, I'm not referring to a 24-hour time frame. I'm I'm referring to a period of time. And so the the context would tell us whether or not day is a 24-hour time frame or whether it's, you know, a period of time. And the Bible uses it both ways. Sometimes it refers to 24 hours a day, or sometimes it refers to a time frame. And so many qu- Christians believe that the six days of creation mentioned in Genesis chapter one represent six eons or six ages or six vast periods of time fr- a time. And this they believe would explain why there are prehistoric uh, dinosaurs, animals like that, uh, that came on the scene before humankind did. Now, I don't know uh, if that's the case or not. Uh, One of the um, uh, men, uh, current philosophers, Christian philosophers, who I've mentioned before, who I greatly admire, Dr. William Lane Craig, he believes uh, in something very similar to this, that the the days of creation represent uh, periods of time, or could represent periods of time. And maybe he's right. Maybe the Christians who believe that are right. I don't know. I will share with you that my default reading of Genesis chapter 1 doesn't lend me to suspect that's the case. In other words, it doesn't seem that the writer is trying to necessarily convey long periods of time. Uh, In Genesis chapter 1, at at the close of every day, we read uh, there was evening and morning the first day, evening and morning the second day, evening and morning the third day. Now, that would kind of lead me to believe that the writer of Genesis is trying to convey to his readers that this is a, a regular day, evening, morning, a day. I mean, uh, those are the kind of language we might expect from someone who's trying to describe a 24-hour time frame. Uh, now, I suppose it, someone could see, well, that's poetic, and, and maybe it is. I, I, don't, I don't know. Now also, we have in um, Exodus chapter 20, when the Ten Commandments were given, uh, we read, I think it's in around verse 11 of Exodus chapter 20. I don't have a Bible right in front of me, open to that passage. But um, in Exodus 20, we read that in the Fourth Commandment, where it says to uh, remember the Sabbath and to keep it holy, we're told that, uh, God made the uh, heavens the earth in six days, and on the seventh He rested. So that writing, that entry there in that passage would again lead me to believe that Moses is kind of thinking in twenty four hour time frames, you know days. Now again, I, I don't know what that answer is. it It could be long periods of time. I don't know. And I don't care. Uh, it it doesn't it doesn't affect me one way or the other. Now, you know if i were to find out sometime that the 6 days of creation were a very long period of time frame it doesn't change anything for me. Then I'll just realize, oh, okay, the, then that must have been very poetic in the Genesis chapter 1, and that's how we were understand it. And if I were to find out that they were six 24-hour day time frames, okay, it doesn't change anything for me. It, it just doesn't change anything for me. But I, I can't say that for everybody. There are many people who are deeply vested into this issue of time. Uh, Those people are typically uh, naturalistic uh, evolutionists. Those who believe in the evolutionary process from a naturalistic position, uh, they are more vested in the answer of time. Why? Well, to believe that evolution occurs naturally, uh, the the main ingredient and the ingredient you need in vast quantities is time. You need lots and lots and lots of time if we're to believe that evolution has occurred. Uh, so to the evolutionist, you do need time. And uh, in fact, matter of fact, they have, the whole evolutionary theory would collapse. It would crumble if it would be uh, proven or demonstrated that the earth is, is you know, 10,000 years old or something like that. Uh, Evolution simply cannot stand without uh, a vast amount of time. And so they are very vested in the answer. But I'm not. (laughs) I don't care whether we have a really old Earth or a really young Earth. It really doesn't matter to me. So what of dinosaurs? I mean, we still really haven't addressed that. um, And I'm going to try to get to that. But, you know, before I I talk about the Bible and what it might say, I want to point out that... Um, I think it's interesting that we have uh, uh, cave drawings uh, in, in different parts of the world that have been discovered. These are apparently drawings made by um, uh, people who, you know, for whatever reasons, uh, they lived in uh, caves – which is uncommon. I mean, it it still goes on in some parts of the world today. Some people will live in caves, but uh, at some point people lived in caves and they drew on the sides of them. We put wallpaper up and I guess they drew on their caves. And we have found some of these and some of them actually picture uh, what might be described as dinosaur looking figures. I, I've seen these photographs before and I can't recall specifically what they are, although six in my mind, I remember one that looks a lot like a stegosaurus. I mean, I, I just remember seeing this this, this picture. And, and that begs the question, well, how did these people know what they looked like if the first dinosaur bones weren't discovered until 1820 and these cave drawings were made <laughs> centuries before that? How did these people know what these animals looked like had they not seen them? Now, someone said, well, that was passed down. That doesn't make much sense because the general understanding is that dinosaurs died out uh, probably several million years before human life came on on the scene. And so uh, there is nothing to pass down. There, There is no remembrance of them if they were long gone before we came on the scene. So I find that interesting uh, to wonder how could these uh, figures be seen so that they might be replicated on cave drawings. And to answer that question, I think we might be able to turn to the Bible, which is where this whole thing started from. Um, uh, in in Job chapter 40, uh, there's an interesting uh, – well, it actually starts in Job chapter 38. Uh, if you're not familiar with the book of Job, highly recommend you read it. Fascinating book. Um, Job is a character who uh, was uh, greatly afflicted by um, – illness, uh, by a disease of some sort, and not only that, by some very profound tragedies in his life. And through throughout the book of Job, Job is complaining about his lot in life, about what happened, um, and he's really kind of complaining, in a sense, to God about this. He wants his day in court. He wants to know why all of this has happened, and that's sort of just a thumbnail sketch of the book of Job. And in Job chapter 38, God finally responds to Job. Uh, it's not really the answer that Job is looking for, but he he finally responds, uh, and and God's response is, "Hey, Job, where were you when I laid the foundations of the earth? Where were you when I, when I told the oceans they could go no further?" and so on and so forth. And what God begins to do is begins to describe. A phenomena from nature that, that Job is familiar with like oceans and clouds and rivers and things like that and you know where were you when I did this do you realize Job that I did this that this is this is a creation of me and you might think those things are great then I'm, I must be greater than that because I made them and then um, God shifts and began to talk about some animals that Job is familiar with he talks about the donkey and about uh, some birds uh, he talks about Goats and and horses and whatnot. And all these animals Job is familiar with. And God, you know, what about this animal? What about this animal? And of course, Job knows about those. And God asks some rhetorical questions to Job. You know, Job has been asking God questions all along. So God says, fine, I'll ask you some questions. And so he, he begins to talk to Job about some things that Job is familiar with. Well, in in chapter 40, God begins to talk to Job about a, another creature, uh, the creature is identified in verse 15 as Behemoth. Now, it's interesting in my New King James Version Bible that I have here in front of me. There's a little footnote that says it's a large animal. Exact exact identity unknown. We don't know what this is. Um, but God said, "Well, Job, what about the Behemoth?" And then He goes on to describe the Behemoth. He said, "He said he eats grass like an ox. He, um, see now his strength is in his hips and his power is in his stomach muscle. He moves his tail like a cedar." His bones are like beams of bronze, his ribs like bars of iron. And, and God goes on to describe this this great creature. I mean, he drinks water. He, he drinks a river of water. His tail is like a cedar tree. Whatever animal this is, it's huge. And, um, you know, I mean, its ribs are like cages. This is a huge beast. And what's interesting is God is describing this to Job as if Job knows about it. You know, Job, what what about this animal? And God talks about this animal. Now, I don't know what animal this is, uh, uh, nor does anybody else, but I have to say it sounds a little like a dinosaur. I mean, the tail is the size of a cedar tree, uh, the length of a cedar tree. What animal do we know that has a tail that long? Um... The brontosaurus, the brontosaurus is a, a a a dinosaur with a very 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 long tail. I mean, is it that? Well, I don't know. I don't know what it is. But whatever it is, God is pointing this animal out to to Job because Job knows about it. So Job knows this great creature, and and God is using that as an illustration. in the in the next chapter, in chapter forty one, God asks Job about the creature Leviathan. Now whatever Leviathan is and we don't know what it is but whatever it is it's a creature of the sea and it's a pretty scary thing whatever it is it's got sharp teeth it's it's uh fierce it's not something to be reckoned with um it's frightful uh it, it you know uh, spears and arrows bounce from it, it you know it's, it must have some sort of reptilian kind of shell and and you know they it's a fierce animal that no one can, can tame. and God's point is Job, I made that. You know, I'm much. I'm a, uh, this is how great I am, Job, if I can make this great creature. Now, again, we don't know what that creature is, but Job does. Job's seen it. Uh, Job has witnessed it. Uh, Job understands it just like all the other animals that God mentions, just like all the other phenomena from nature that God is mentioning from, from Job 38 through 41. So whatever Leviathan is, whatever Behemoth is, these very large, somewhat reptilian creatures that it sounds like God is describing are animals that Job must be familiar with. And if that's the case, that would suggest to me that people have seen creatures like this. And if people have seen them, they must have existed in the time of humans. I know this doesn't answer all of our questions regarding dinosaurs it, it certainly doesn't and, and I don't expect to answer your question about dinosaurs if anything maybe I bring more questions to the table you know what are these creatures mentioned in the book of of Job um, you know where did these cave drawings come from and so on and so forth and I, again I might bring more questions uh, than answers to this topic but the bottom line for me is the idea of dinosaurs doesn't challenge my faith not at all. Uh, the the, the, tra- the understanding of Genesis chapter 1 and, and cre- the creation account, it doesn't challenge my faith. I, I don't care. I don't know about dinosaurs, but I, I do know Jesus. And I don't know whether dinosaurs existed in the time of humans or not, but I do know that a man, Jesus, walked out of the tomb alive after having been put there dead. And so whether the dinosaurs existed before men or after men, whether the creation account is figurative or literal, I don't know. I do know that Jesus is alive. I've encountered him and I know him. And that, for me, is the bottom line. So with that, I'm going to sign off and thank you once again for listening to the Thinking Christian podcast.